Ask the Podcast Coach for February 29th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. If you want to jump in and get your podcast questions answered live, like I kind of just said, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. Or if you want to just watch us live, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And speaking of joining right over there, so glad to be back. Missed you, buddy. Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy leap year yeah. morning. Like how often you, you don't ever, we don't ever hit these. Like this is because it's weekly yeah. kind of thing. So pretty amazing. 29th. It's great to be back. Like, I, you know, when I'm gone a week or two, you kind of, but this three week yeah. gap, I just, I remember last Saturday going, you know, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. ready. Like I, I need some math, the podcast coach. So I'm, I'm glad you're you back. Know I, glad to see you back. Leap lately. year is always going to be a special thing for me. Because it was four years ago today that one Dave Jackson uh, was officially hired at Lipson. Oh, yeah, it's my four-year anniversary uh, today. Nice. So, congratulations. Yeah, so it was funny because I was like, does that mean like, you know, if we do raises, annual raises, or like, on the, I'm like, I'm only going to get one every four years, or how does that work, or whatever. That's it. That's it. But uh, yeah, I, uh, since we last spoke, I spoke in San Francisco. I went to L.A. to... Um, podcast movement evolutions. And then I went to the spark Christian conference, which was actually for our very first conference was pretty cool. They, they did something. They did something, Jim, I've been praying for Uh, no pun intended, I guess Um, their networking sessions. They basically just said, yeah, it's in that room. There's some cheese and grapes and bananas and pretzels in the corner. If you want it, there's coffee and water have at it. Not a single, like no music at all. And it turns out you can actually oh, oh. like just talk to people. You don't have to have music in the background, blaring or non-blaring. And I was like, it was cool. And the other thing I, I, it's interesting because this always happens and I'm not sure why, I guess. So everybody can see everybody. You always end up in a circle. Like you, you it's three people and then four people and then five. And then you just all end up being in a big circle. So uh, that was fun. But um, yeah, what's it's good. They they maybe they're hearing, they're listening. Yeah. They, you know, because this that's the the number one complaint yeah. is you. Well, I went to a wedding on last Saturday. I was at a wedding, and they the the music was playing. And Sunday morning, uh, my voice was hoarse, yeah. and you just forget like how much that loud. That's how bad that well, is the, for your. The first voice. night at Podcast Movement was the Wondery Party, so you had just tons of you know super loud music. But we're all shouting over it and it was, you know, we're drinking on their dime. So that's nice of them. And uh, so that was okay. But you wake up the next day and you're like, wow, that's day one. And I'm already kind of froggy. Day two, iHeart went, hmm, okay, Wondery, you know, challenge accepted. How can we make this worse? And so what they did is, uh, and it was cool. It was like an L.A. club, right? So you, you walk, you know, I don't know, three or four blocks away from the hotel and as you walk in, you start to hear the, and I'm like, okay. And then you go down the steps and it's getting a little darker. You go down the steps and it's getting a little darker. It's getting louder and louder. Like, wow, this is like a, this is like a club club. Okay, cool. And then you go down the third set. And I missed like the last three steps because I could not see in front of my face. 
Like I almost oh. fell down because it was black steps. The walls were black and there were no lights. And I was kind of yeah. like, am I walking into a haunted house? Cause the hotel apparently was haunted. Um, the millennial Biltmore used to hold the Oscars. Like they had a cool, uh, it was the, the hallway of history. Like you see Jimmy Stewart there. Take it. Yeah. Jimmy was doing the, uh, he accepted an Oscar and Ronald Reagan and all these people. Nice. Um, but the, the, so I walk in, it's me and Paul Culligan night to I heart party. And if you picture a, like, here's the, the bar, your typical rectangle, but the, the lights are on the inside, like columns pointing at the bartender. So if you are outside of the bar, you cannot see anything. Like you would have to literally like just go up to somebody and go like, Oh, Hey, it's, it's, Oh, Steve, Steve, how like, you couldn't see their name tag. So I'm like, I walk in and I'm immediately thinking, okay, I'm, I'm done. And, uh, Paul kind of looks around. We walked to the back of the bar. They had the giant thing of water and we're like, well, we're going to need this because the music's even louder than it was last night. So we both grabbed a glass of water down the water. Paul looks at me. I look at him and goes, seen enough. And I go, yep. And off we went, we lasted about two minutes. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was one that I was like, and I, I talked to Dan cause the third night, uh, party hosted by podcast movement. They had one guy playing a guitar in the background. They had heat because it was Californian and for California it was a little cold and they had lights and it was like, Oh my gosh, we can actually hear ourselves think and we can talk. And it was like, and I'm like, well, why was this one different? I'm like, Oh, it was hosted by podcast movement and they understand their audience. So it's not Dan and Jared who, you know, I, I asked Dan again, I do every year about this and he goes, look, we tell them what you guys want. And he goes, but to them, it's like, it's a party. So no. Yeah, I know. And I wonder how many, you know, maybe we're the outliers on that and everybody else really that's wants me. Maybe I'm, I'm not 22 looking. Maybe yeah, we're just old. That's it. Just two <laughs> old dudes with beards. Going, your, your music's that's too it. loud. Turn it down. I want to talk. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we're the outliers. Well, it it, it was a busy, um, busy conference season uh, that's kicking up. And I think 2020 is just the year of conferences. It seems like there's something available almost every weekend in, you know, around the podcast. World. I was starting to look at my schedule and I'm already, cause I know in June I'm going to Utah. Um, there's, Oh, there's uh, already in March there's Podfest. That's next week. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's March and I think there's something in April, May is uh, outliers in Columbus, Ohio for me. So it's like almost one a month already. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, man, they're, they're adding up. And the other thing that's going to start probably happening is because they just keep popping up is, you know, Libsyn, Blueberry, Podbean. There's only so much money in the sponsorship pool. And I, cause somebody said, why didn't Libsyn sponsor the Spark right, Christian right. Conference. And I'm like, because they started it a month before it happened and it was a little late in the season. And as far as I know, you know, I, I'm not. I, yeah, you, you commit your dollars, yeah. right? You're, you you got so much budgeted for the year. It's not unlimited. Yeah. And you got to get, you kind of got to get to those folks six months, a year. You yeah. know, this is where year over year starts mattering. I mean, they should probably start marketing for next year's conference right after right this one is done. Right. So right, right, right now would be the time yeah. you got to get those. You got to get to those guys early and get to them soon. As I listen to Rob and Todd on the new media yeah. show, there is a little bit of fatigue uh, amongst those guys in some of the, cause there's just so many. So 
you know, that's just like complaining. We didn't have enough. We wanted more. Now we have a bunch. We want less. Yeah. The music's too loud. The music's not loud enough, right? Where there's always something to complain about. The good news is, is we have some real problems that mean the industry is growing. This whole academy, and I, I don't want to get you started on this because I know this has been a sore subject for you, but when they, this this whole new academy thing that they've they've released, right? I mean, that's a good, like, it's a good sign yeah. that we're, we're having these kinds of debates. Yeah. So while it seems like it's full of a lot of tension and there's, you know, people are kind of mad at each other and whatever, those are actually really good signs that people are trying to move bigger things forward. And so, you know, Rob mentioned, um, you know, they tried to start one of these a couple of years yeah. ago and there was a bunch of infighting and it never went anywhere. Well, I mean, sometimes you just got to get on the horse and ride it. And these, it sounds like this is what they're doing with that. Yeah. And so, you know, there's some things to iron out, obviously. There's obviously things to iron out around this thing, but um, it it's a good, I think it's a good sign. I think podcasting is strong. And, um, and it's getting some, it's attracting some money and some interests that aren't indie. And I know that's driving indie people crazy, yeah. but that's good. We need an influx of that money to come in and to, to, to make this thing better. For indie podcasters, guys, we're always going to have a space in this. Always going to, and I do both, Dave. I've got it on the enterprise side and I do it personally. And so, you know, I've got these, we'll always have a space. Yeah, as long as there's RSS. We will have open oh, yeah. communication and, and Kyle is like, yes, please wind him up. Here's the thing. I actually, I'm halfway through um, listening to the new media show and I cannot, I forget the guy's name. I, I always want to say hi, Leal. It's not it. It's, it's, I couldn't pronounce something with an H, the guy from Wondery. And, yeah. and I've said the same thing, the way they launched it could have been better. Uh, but, and, and I also say, you know, I know of the Tony Awards, and yet I, it's never inspired me to go see a, a Broadway play. So I don't know about the right. whole. But there's a whole other thing they're going on with this, with education and blah, blah, blah. So I, I'm just at this point, I'm like, look, yeah. let's just wait and see. You know, it's if they start, because there, there are kind of the two schools of thought. There's the radio kind of side that wants to get rid of RSS a little bit, maybe. And they're maybe not too worried about uh, your privacy, maybe. You know, so there's a lot of stuff I'm like, all right, I did learn that uh, at any time before I really want to, you know, pop a cork, uh, I'm going to now check two sources because I saw mm -hmm. a Twitter where somebody directly tweeted to that guy and said, what about the Academy of Podcasters? What about the Hall of Fame? And he said, yeah, I contacted them and they shut it down. And I took that as they shut down the Hall of Fame. And that's when I wow. and that's when I popped a cork because um, yeah. I didn't hear a thing about it. And I was like, wait, what? And if I had just gone to Dan Franks and said, Dan, did you shut down the Hall of Fame? He would have said, uh, no. Where did you hear that? But right, instead, right. I, I was off to Twitter and I was like, this is BS and blah, blah, blah. So it's always good. I think if you're going to get angry on those kinds of things. I think it's always good to wait, <laughs> you know, just be like, I'm going to, no, I'm not going to actually, yeah. I'm not going to type it out, erase yeah. it, type it out, erase it, type it out, yeah. erase it. Um, yeah, no, I, there's some growing pains in this yeah. thing. I listened to the interview too, by the way, I actually, that probably should be required listening for most podcasters. So it's the most recent, I don't know the number, the most recent, um, new media, new media show, show yeah. uh, Ram Todd, they do a nice job. You know, as much as Todd goes off sometimes on those things, he is really good at interviewing people in very tense situations. Yes. Like, you know, you expect it from Rob. Cause I don't think Rob, oh. I, I, I think Rob's emotions died a long time <laughs> ago. I don't know. He's just, he is just the steadiest guy, the coolest. Right. But you know, Todd's got some emotion, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there is some volatility. 
he did a really nice job on that. I was sitting, I was sitting right next to Todd as they're announcing this. And I just looked at him. I said, am I going to end up with like, you know, head splatter here? (laughs) He's he's just like, he just shook his head, you know, but um, my favorite thing is I, I, the guy's name, I just had it. Oh, doggone it. It's if you go to newmediashow.com, Hernan, Hernan Lopez, Um, Rob and I caught him in the hallway and I said, Hey, just so you know, you kind of said there's, there's never been a, uh, uh, an award show like this until now. And I go, I kind of have one of those awards. I won best technology in 2017. Can you see where I might be just a little offended by that? And he goes, no, no, no. It's, it's uh professional awards. The word professional comes up a lot in those discussions. Yeah. That's the one I'm like, that's what I'm waiting for. Like define professional, but he goes, it's a professional show voted on by your peers, uh, nonprofit. And Rob's right behind me. He goes, yeah, that's uh, you know, podcastawards.com. It's been around since 2005. And then later, and he never really answered this question, at least to the point that I liked it. Uh, they explained how they, they kind of kept it secret. Like, cause I think Rob asked like, why aren't there more indie people on the panel? And like, Oh, well we were, mm. we were, you know, kind of waiting for this big announcement. And, and Rob said, why? <laughs> like just one word, like, why, why did it have to be an announcement? You know, it's like, and now we announce now it's, and I don't think they ever answered that one. So, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. It was a little rough start. You know, it's, it's, I don't know if it was up there with luminary in terms of like really bad ways to make a first impression. But when I listened to that interview, he did seem to stress that he wants independence involved. It's not going to be a, um, like, it's not going to be the wondery awards. It's not going to be, you know, and we're all, so I'm just like, okay, well let's, let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's wait and see and, uh, and kind of go from there. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it in a lot of ways. I mean, it's going to be full attention and there's going to be arguments and, you know, the indies are going to go after the, the pros and th- this is going to happen. Like, but th- this is how we get chaos creates clarity. And so I think this is how we're going to get clarity in it. I agree with you. They probably could have done a better job of reaching out to the indies, although the indies aren't really good at keeping anything quiet. So, right. you yeah. know, like you just you know, it's a double edged sword on that one. Um We'll see. Time will tell. Um, they've got money. That that's and the so biggie. This is always where this is always where it struggled in the past. Is you know Todd couldn't find a, a sponsor to to keep things going, and you know they they do have these things do cost money, and so it'll it'll be interesting to see how it how you know proof is in the pudding, right? So we'll have to see how it works. Yeah, it out. is interesting that the last sponsor for the podcast awards at Podcast Movement, because Podcast Movement had their own awards, was yeah. Wondery. So it's kind of like, maybe they just went, Hmm. And that's where, and anytime I see myself going down that road, I'm like, ah, maybe, you know, and, and it it leads to me thinking that maybe there's a, uh, an agenda here. I'm like, don't do that. You know, let's just, let's give them like, let's, let's, you know, sit back and wait to judge them mercilessly after they've done something. So, and I always say it'd be great if we could get a commercial on TV. Well, nobody has that budget. Nobody has a budget to promote podcasting on TV, but these guys might. You never know. And I just heard where they want to have meetups. All the ideas they they do, it sounds great. So I'm like, you know, let's just okay. Maybe they start a little rough. It's all right. They didn't know their yeah. didn't know their audience. And uh, let's let's see what happens from there. The, the The meetup announcement was an interesting one. Yeah. Like we don't want to compete with existing meetups. We want to be a part right. of them. And then we're going to create meetups in cities that don't have it. And I thought, okay, didn't, I didn't see meetups coming. Like that's kind of a, 
that's always kind of been a scrappy independent kind of kind of idea thought and idea and they work well sometimes and they don't they usually take a strong central person in the area to actually get those things done so that was a little bit i didn't that was one i didn't see coming i was kind of like oh well that's interesting there was a lot of you know you, you get the typical rhetoric on some of these kinds of things that have to be said and have to be done but the the meetups was a surprise so we'll have to see where that goes and how many they get and cause, cause it could be, I mean, it would, it's, it's always awesome. We struggle with this at Gallup too, to have a directory of meetups because people are always asking and they won't do any legwork on their own. Are there, is there a meetup in, you know, Miami and there's no great place to go and get that. Well, keeping a list of those things, especially just globally is next to impossible because Dave Jackson starts one in Miami and then decides after one, I don't want to do it anymore. This sucks. Yeah. And so the, it dies as quickly as it starts. And he, the, the Dave Jackson in Miami, not you, the Dave Jackson, but the Dave Jackson in Miami says, doesn't tell anybody he just quits. <laughs> and so running those kinds of things, this is, they, they take a lot of, and it's not money. They just take effort. Like Lots it takes time. a body. To, to make sure these things are happening. I mean, it's like show notes. They just don't happen automatically. <laughs> Someone has to write them. And, uh, and so it's, it, those things are a lot harder. Those community things are a lot harder, I think, than people uh, anticipate. Yeah. Well, speaking of awards, we should mention that I'm not sure for how long. Uh, let's find out. If you go to podcastawards.com, better known as the People's Choice Podcast Awards, uh, those are now open. So if you want to nominate Ask the Podcast Coach for the 14th annual, 14, he's been doing this a while. Um, the uh, It doesn't say right there. It just says the show registration is now open. So I'm not sure how long you have to nominate, but um, if you want to get your show nominated or nominate this show or whatever, that is Todd's thing. That's the thing. That's the original. That's the one that's been around since the early days and, this is the one where we've all kind of said the good news is it's it's great to get a vote, but the bad news is you almost have to stop doing good content and just beg for votes uh, to get an to get an award. So, although you can get if you can get your community, well, this is part of that. If you can get your community yeah. around it, right? Um, wasn't there? There was some controversy of a community, right? That got oh, yeah. way behind this, and then all of a sudden. Those network, those community awards got, where was that? Was that podcast movement? What? I just uh, remember it, some controversy. It was, it was the People's Choice Awards because it was a case of yeah. they had a form that you could not, once the nominees were in, it was the actual voting part. And these guys made a script so that when you went to that page, it automatically voted for them. So it wasn't illegal, but it was it was like oh it, it made it super easy to vote for them and that's where people were like huh hmm is that fair fit within the spirit yeah. yeah it didn't fit within the spirit yeah. of competition uh yeah. we have a question here dave jackson blueberry castos libson podbean which hosting do you prefer see here's the problem because as soon as i say my answer they're gonna say of course you say that you work for libson um libson i would say uh because uh, if you go to podcastmediahosting.com You'll see my five criteria and and what is and isn't there. Uh, don't know anything about Castos, to be honest with you. I just know they use the simple podcast plugin, and I'm not a huge fan of that plugin. Blueberry is fine. It integrates with uh, – here, here's the, the superpowers. Blueberry is, I think, the only podcast media hosting I know of that has phone support. 
I don't know a thing about Castos besides the fact that they use a simple, seriously simple podcast plugin. And I've had some people move off of that and it's a pain in the butt. Uh, Lipson. I love Lipson. They've been around forever. Joe Rogan, Dave Ramsey. Uh, if you want to have a custom app made, if you want to sell your back catalog, uh, you know, if it they're rock solid, uh, Podbean is, uh, not IAB certified. I just realized yet. I don't know if they're working on that, but a lot of people love Podbean cause they're cheap, cheaper. I should say they're, you're looking at nine bucks a month. They actually have a free version, but you can only do like five episodes or something like that. Um, so that is, uh, you know, so my answer to that is Libsyn. People think I say that because I work for Libsyn, to which I say I was a customer of Libsyn for 10 years before I started working there. And one of the reasons I work there is because I think they're great. And there are plenty of other ones. There's Captivate.fm. There's Pinecast is raising their prices today. Uh, you know, it, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. If you want IAB certified because um, you're going to be doing uh, potential sponsors, that's going to be an issue. So I, I self-host, but Spreaker is another yeah. is another great company that fits in that yeah. kind of fits in that mold. Yeah, if you, if you want to pay for it, there's plenty of free ones out there that do okay. Yeah. You know, you just you you just got to if you're going free. Um, now, in Anchor would be a little bit different, but if you're going free, just just know like this this things could stop at any time. You know, they could literally send you a note that says, you know, I think like podcasts.com like they've yeah. been around for four years now the ui on that thing has not changed one bit in the whole time in fact i think for a while they were recommending the same five podcasts on their front page like literally the lights were on but nobody was home okay has it been working for four years yeah it has is it something i would i would bet my podcast on not in a million years yeah. like it, it, it just doesn't you know, you, you, you just don't know. There's there's nobody there. There's very little community around it. Does it work? Yeah. Should, should you do it? The difference may be on companies like Launchpad or like Anchor, they're backed by some pretty big, some pretty big stuff. Yep. So, yeah, while they're providing it for free, that may be a little bit different. And, you know, in, in, in both of those cases, do you want to be you want to be aware of where are they going with this business? And will that will that free model will it continue to stay free? I think it will. But um, you definitely want to take that, kind of take that into account. I, I think get started on one. I mean, if you're just getting started, get started on one and and get some experience. And you know, if you need to move, you'll you'll have to. But all of them, I see in the Facebook groups, Dave, all the time, people swapping off of Lipson, on the Lipson, off of Blueberry, on the Blueberry, off of Podbean. You, know, you just and that's where you you have to make sure that whoever you're starting with will do a 301 redirect. There was one this week, yeah, Subsplash. Right. I've never heard of Subsplash, but it's kind of like, we do everything poorly, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it was like a marketing, blah, blah, blah. And I asked the guy, go, yeah, you'll have to contact Subsplash. I've never heard of them and ask for a 301 redirect. And he, he still hasn't got back to me. He goes, well, it just so happens that I've also uploaded all my files to SoundCloud. And I'm like, okay, because we couldn't import the subsplash thing. They were doing something really funky with file names. Like they were like 8 million characters long. And so luckily he had SoundCloud, which for the record, I do not recommend SoundCloud. They're horrible. Um, but we we're able to get his files off that. So yeah, uh, and SoundCloud does a, th- a redirect. So, um, and going back to the uh, the almost cheating thing, Daniel says uh, it didn't actually vote for them. It It highlighted who to vote for. 
So if you were a person that's like, I don't know, I've never heard of these shows, it'd be like, what about this one? And um, the thing about the the free hosting is, is uh, Bangs points out here, Pinecast at Pinecast.com raised their starter tier from $5 to $10 today for new customers. And that's still kind of a bad business model because it's 10 bucks, as many shows as you want, as many episodes as you want, as many downloads as you want. So it's the SoundCloud uh, business model, which... Uh, was one month away from going out of business again. And I talked to the guy at Pandora at Podcast Movement. I go, why did you give them $75 million? I'm dying to know. And somehow, he didn't get into the details. Somehow, Pandora has an advertising arm and is selling ads against SoundCloud or for SoundCloud. So somehow they're making money from SoundCloud enough, apparently, for them to put another 75 mil in so they can get however many million back out or whatever. Cause I was like, why he goes, he goes, yeah, they were about a month away from going away. SoundCloud mm-hmm. was when they gave him the 75 million. It's like, just let them die. Just let them die, please. So yeah, they, 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 they have, I mean, they were good for musicians. It just wasn't that's a great it. podcasting platform. I always tell it just wasn't. Yeah. I always say yeah. Squarespace is a great website. They make beautiful websites, podcasting, meh, not so good. SoundCloud. Great for musicians, podcasting, meh, you know, so yeah. Uh, music and music discovery is still continues to be pretty good on SoundCloud. I mean, that's just, it's a good place to do that. That's what it's kind of was designed for. They picked it up on podcasting and podcasters picked up on it because it was, they had this, it was free and they had this sexy audio player, right? Super sexy audio player. Right. And so folks just were like, ah, SoundCloud. And okay. It's, it's, it's not the best for that Dave. There is some, I mean, I'll, I'll disagree with you a little bit on the business model of that because there, when we talk about unlimited downloads and unlimited storage, first of all, you're, you're that's an insurance bet, right? You're saying you're going to have some that are going to do a whole bunch and you're going to have a whole bunch that are going to do just a little bit. And I don't think the I, I don't think you, you run a gigantic risk of a whole bunch of people doing a whole bunch of things as well. Put you under. Right. That's would be the insurance. bet. Right. So I, I think they're I think they're pretty safe on the the unlimited stuff. Yeah. I get super annoyed just to be a hundred percent honest, I get super annoyed at the limited data storage on some of these providers yeah. because you go, God, storage is super cheap. Like at a minimum, I can see bandwidth. Right. Like I can see the bandwidth side of things. I don't necessarily disagree on the storage. It's just incredibly cheap. And I get, I get why you have some of it because you don't want them uploading gigantic. Right. <laughs> but set those. And, and, and somebody just did this recently. Oh, our friends at Streamyard, like, uh, both Gage and Dan seem to be really reasonable when they set up their plans. They 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 put limits, but they put pretty big limits. Yeah. So you'd have to be really abusing it to get there. So it stops the abusers, the the one percent who are going to be abusers and do those things. And it lets the rest of us live in a world where we don't wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, I ran out of podcast storage, you know. And so I. I'd love to see us be a little more reasonable. I have been, you know, I've seen some of the plans and some of the storage plans. Potomatic is one of these where it hasn't changed their storage plans in a while. And you go, gosh, we should probably relook at this. Storage is really, really cheap. Like it's really cheap right now. And, and so that's, I, I think I disagree with you just a little bit. There. Well, and bang says that on Pinecast, they have episode. There's a, there's a limit on how big a file you can upload. So, yeah. And that's another, like, really, is someone really going to submit a 24 hour file? That's, you know, 200, 240 gig. Like, are they really going to do And they might, but so stop them from those kinds of silly things. But 
don't, I, I've seen some where it's like, you know, okay, you get seven hours a month and you're like, okay, that's probably a little close to like really restricting someone. Yeah. It would restrict me for sure. And, um, you know, so I, I'm more, I think I buy the 11 hour plan or 10 hour plan, something on, on, um, uh, off mm-hmm. you know, or I get that. And I think I never, I never go over. And if I needed to go over, I could buy some, but I don't. And I think that is, they've got that dialed in, you know, they've, they have a reasonable plan, a reasonable amount of hours, just be reasonable. Yeah. And, and Pinecast seems like I, I've, I used that. That was the one that was the, they went when they were new. That's why I invented the podcast yeah. rodeo show. Cause I had enough people say, what do you think about this? And I, I just can't, do that anymore. I, I recently created a, a, a pretty awful podcast about the biggest loser to create captive to test captivate. You know, I like how you admit it was. Awful. Oh, it's not good. Oh it's it's me going, hey, spoiler alert, yeah. we're going to talk about this week's episode. And then I'm like, so and so won. This person lost this much weight. Um, and then I'll try to come up with something outside of the, the TV show like to ponder on. I tell people to join a Facebook group and that's it. But all in all, it's not like, oh man, this is like one of the best podcasts I've ever made. No, it, it shows exactly. It is a show that I spent about 15 minutes on in terms of prep. I record it. Yeah. And so it's just like, I just want to see what kind of stats I get from captivate. I don't really care. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those that I'm not expecting. Not a, not a really good, fair test. No, though. you're not creating necessarily a quality. No, if somebody said like, what's your best podcast? I'm not saying, oh, the biggest loser fan cast. It's the best thing I've ever done. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. one thing we should also mention since we mentioned the podcast awards are open. If you are wanting to speak at podcast movement, Dallas, that door is closing. So that's something I got to work on today. I got a bunch of, that's the thing when you're gone as much as you can work in your hotel and things like that, there are some things I just like to get home and feel comfortable and kind of brainstorm by myself to, uh, to do. So I'll be doing that today. Um, I did have a question. Well, before we do that, uh, the other, you know what else I've missed? Uh, our awesome, our awesome supporters. Uh, they really are awesome. And we are talking about, I forget how to share my screen now. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Feels like it's been six months. Yeah, we, we are talking, and uh, I'm surprised this is still open. I still have the teacher's pet. If you're looking for cheap one-on-one consulting, go over to podcast, uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and uh, sign up. That's one of the tiers, and only one person can have that. Uh, but we always thank our $20 supporters, uh, people like Greg at Debt Shepherd. Uh, you can find him at debtshepherd.com where he teaches financial wellness, and I need to slow down. I just realized I'm saying these really, really fast. I'm like, no, I want to spend some time with our awesome supporters. Uh, Glenn, the geek Hebert, who I will see at podcast. uh, uh, Yeah. That thing Podfest. There's too many, there's so many pods, you know, it's like, wait, which one Uh, find him over at horse radio network.com. Josh rivers at uh, podcasting experiments.com. I need to update his URL because he's, I think he's letting podcasting experiments, but he's the podcast guy.co. Something like that. Um, so just just Google Josh Rivers podcast. You'll find him. Max Trescott over at AviationNewsTalk.com. Uh, Shane at Spyberry.com. And Carrie Bond. Bond. Carrie Bond at uh, QSPerspective.com slash podcast. Uh, Carl White at Life in the Carolinas podcast.com. And Kim Cradgy over at Toastmasters101.net. And... So I was waiting for the music. We have two new patrons. 
Uh, Brett Bell uh, is still working on his website, but right now he's got brett.io if you want to check him out. And I emailed Cliff. Uh, uh, Brett joined at the $5 a month plan. Cliff joined at the $1 a month plan. And uh, I asked Cliff, I go, do you have a website yet? And I've not heard back from Cliff. So we may be giving Cliff the big intro next week when uh, I find out what his website is. But uh, thanks for doing that. And uh, thanks again. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, we thank you in advance. So podcast guy media for thank Josh you. Rivers. I knew it was something like that. podcast guy media, all one word dot com. And now I can't see because my he's power- got 605 episodes. He's been doing it a long time. He's a mm. uh, member of the school of podcasting and does. I I think he, I think he homeschools. So he's like okay. home with the kids while he's editing audio and all sorts of other crazy things. He must've but- been daily for a while. Cause he's, he, I mean, he has 605 episodes, but it looks like now he's kind of monthly on his podcast or maybe every other week, something like that. So yeah, uh, the ups and downs of local podcasting is his, his most recent one. The, uh, the question I wanted to ask you, Jim, because I'm doing this thing for PodFest and I'm trying to, it's one of those things where I think I'm splitting hairs. We know that the top things that stop podcasters from podcasting. So imposter syndrome, fear of the technology, I hate the sound of my voice, yeah. you know, the top things are the, are there fears like that for the experienced podcaster? Like, is there such a thing as I'm afraid to pull my audience because I'm afraid of what I might hear. And then if there are, what are the other things that, that are in the brains of experienced podcasters that they maybe wouldn't say out loud? Yeah. I I can think of two right off the top of my head. So one is I don't want to actually change. (laughs) Like you talked about the polling thing and you're like, okay, I want to pull my audience but they may actually tell me things that I know I need to change, but I don't want to. I've been doing this for a while. It, I'm comfortable in my rhythms. I'm comfortable in in my assumptions. And I, do, I just, I don't want to change. And so you just don't do it because you don't want to get the feedback um, on that. So I, I, I've been in that. I say that because I've been in that boat before. And then usually I, I go through a cycle. So I hear about it. I say, okay, I I hear you, but I'm not changing. I think about it some more than I change. (laughs) That's kind of the rhythm, right? It's, you kind of get through, you're like immediately you kind of push back, but yeah, I think some, I think some podcasters, um, hold off, especially experienced because there's like, you know what? I got my gig. I got my thing. Don't mess with me. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Right. And this is the way it works. And sometimes, they're actually right. The, the, the podcasters, right? Like don't, you, you yeah. can't listen to everything the audience says. So this is one of those areas where you just don't know you got to, you got to take a risk and try or be fine in your own rut and, and live there. Uh, you, you have to make that call part two or the second part of, of what I'm thinking relates to me in the sense that sometimes I'm afraid on my tech podcast, I'm going to do something that's going to compromise or put me in a bad light for my Gallup podcast. Let me give you an example. We do for Home Gadget Geeks in the pre-show. So it doesn't even make the live show, but in the pre-show, which is on YouTube, it's public. Um, we, we crack open a beer and talk about, <laughs> we pour it, we talk about it. Um, I've talked about cigars on that show before. And I've been afraid that it, it, that's going to shed some, cause people know I podcast for Gallup. That's going to shed some, some, a, a bad light on the work that I do on the Gallup side. 
And, um, you know, cause you just, you, you never know. I was doing a live, um, a, a live webcast what we call them over there for Gallup on, Oh, the other day. And I was drinking out of a paper cup and somebody kind of called me out. Like, you know, I was environmentally shamed for, for <laughs> using a paper cup, right. A non reusable, uh, right. Right. So shame. Well, you know, you just, you don't know. And I, and I think about this all the time is what am I, what, uh, Thursday, this most recent one, I was wearing a Gallup branded shirt that I just wore for the day and I never changed it. And I I got kind of halfway through the show and I'm like, Oh, I didn't change my shirt. Like now am I representing Gallup by wearing that shirt on the show? I don't know. It does. Do people know I work there anyways? Yes. Right. Those are kind of the things I think from an experience standpoint, and maybe I'm unique in, in a, in a way because I not very many do it both for the, both for an employer and for their own brand. And Gallup is very, 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 very jealous of its own. I mean, it, it, for its own brand, it, it, it protects it a lot. And so I have to be really, really careful not to, not to violate that in some way. So Dave, I do, I do get a little bit as an experienced podcaster, I do get a little bit afraid sometimes to make sure I'm representing that brand properly. And uh, Daniel says, are you saying You've pooped while wearing a company branded shirt. Uh, not that, but I have cracked <laughs> open a beer. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's me. That's I was scary. like, wait, what? I, I'm going to assume it's a typo. Um, no, I just, uh, oh, I, I, I see what he's saying. Like, you know, hey, we all put our pants on right. the same way, right? No, I get that. No, no, no. I get that. But I think it's a little bit different when I'm intentionally doing these through mass media. That's what, I mean... You know, there's things you got to just do as part of it would be it would be like if I was wearing a branded a Gallup branded shirt. And I went out it's Friday night, went out to the clubs, you know, throwing right. up on the side of the road. Right. Whatever. Could I do that? Yes. Is that the best thing to do in that gear? Mm, probably not. Right. Yeah. I am representing and because I represent the brand publicly. Uh, both, both when I'm out in person and through our mass media, YouTube speaker, YouTube, um, those kinds of things. Yeah, I do. I feel an obligation to it. I do feel like I have to be careful of the, the of the brand and how I represent myself that way. I'm going to go out. I make sure I'm in plain clothes. And you know, um, it's the police in the donut shop thing, right? Do we really want that? Do you, d- does that really need to happen? And um, no, it doesn't need to. And so I try to avoid it whenever I possibly can. So that branding piece I think is kind of is important. By the way, my choice, my decision, the way people respond to it is not my choice and my decision. So can I minimize the yeah. risks? Yes, I can. And I choose to often. Um, does that mean I don't mess up sometimes and, and show up on my own podcast in Gallup branded gear? Yeah. Every once in a while I do. And it's not like I ran off or I deleted it or I was like, okay, I didn't, oh, I didn't do anything. But it's just an example, I think, of, of I think how sometimes we need to be careful of the consequences of things that we say and that we do when we do these things publicly. Absolutely. Uh, Bonnie says, here's one, needing to level up because their sound isn't truly great, but they don't want to address it. Yeah, some people. Yeah. Well, some yeah. people think, I was talking yeah. to a guy this week that has a Blue Yeti, and he was talking to the top of it, and it was like two feet away. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to keep that mic. Let me show you how to do that. And I'm now going to cover this topic in the shortest amount of time ever. You guys ready? Here we go. It's the anchor question. Uh, what's with anchor? I want to be legit. Here's what, and again, I'm just going to do this factually. 
Here's why I don't like Anchor. On this page, <laughs> right here, it says, click here and we will distribute your show everywhere. And what they don't say, there's no asterisk here that says, and you will give up control in Podcast Connect. So what am I missing? Well, I can go into my show and see how many people, what percentage of people on Apple are subscribed. I can go into the episodes and see how far they listened. And when you're on Anchor and you let them submit your show for you, you don't get to do this on Apple or Stitcher. And I think that is, and that's why I don't like Anchor. There we go. And we're done. So how do I, how do I get away from Anchor? You go over to Libsyn, use the coupon code SOP free. That is SOP free, short for School of Podcasting free. And don't do that today. Do it tomorrow on March 1st. You'll get all of March and all of April free email support at Libsyn.com and say, Hey, I want to move from anchor to Libsyn. Here's my RSS feed. And uh, in about 10 minutes, you'll be on Libsyn. And then you have to contact anchor and say, Hey, can, can you guys give me a 301 redirect? Here's the funnest thing you ever had to explain though, Jim, this is another thing. How do you explain to somebody? Okay. So I had, I had somebody do this at Libsyn this week. He had Anchor do a 301 redirect. So at that point, he controls his podcast, right? So anything he puts in Libsyn shows up in Apple Podcasts. But he didn't control. His show was not under his Apple ID. And explaining that to somebody, that you have control of your podcast, right. but not right. really, and they're a brand new podcaster, boy, it was that was a challenge to, to figure. I finally said, you need to move your show under your Apple ID. Cause he's like, cause I was telling him about the stats thing mm-hmm. and I was like, and, and then you have to go back and forth with Apple and get them. What they do is you have to verify you own the, the feed. So they give you a bunch of gibberish to put in your feed. And when they see that in your feed, they know that you control that show and they'll move. It takes about three days, three to seven days to get it moved, but it's just a hassle. Um, anyway, Kyle is saying if it attracts an audience, then yes. Re- oh, they're, they're having their own show. They're talking about wrestling. Cause, uh, Jason Bryan was worried that he was oversaturating himself because uh, he is all things wrestling. In fact, when I see wrestling now, I think of Jason Bryan. I saw a thing on Yahoo where some woman uh, won a wrestling tournament, uh, like a college wrestling thing. And I think she was wrestling dudes. Um, so, uh, yes. So own your niche. Uh, if you have any questions and you want to jump on in, we're here every Saturday, 1030, unless, of course, Dave is at a conference. Uh, just jump on in, ask the podcastcoach.com slash join. Or if for some reason you're listening to this on uh, Spreaker, um, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And Dave, um, let, me, let me jump in real quick. Yeah. Chaser. I don't know if mm. like in the last month, like those guys are rocking it over there. I, I mean, it it has been the most smooth update changes of enhancements. Like they just keep adding things to make that site more and more helpful. I most recently started creating lists for my Gallup customers on it because it's a great way. We actually made an update and broke some functionality on our side that they have over there. And uh, I created some lists to help people out. And man, that list feature, either by episode or by podcast, we gathered all the Gallup podcast or all the, yeah, all the Gallup podcasts I could find about our Clifton Strengths tool and put them all in one list. So people could go there and say, Hey, here's everything we currently have that's beneficial in our community for people to see that. Um, likewise, connecting people in there. It's a, I, I'm, I'm super impressed. I think if you haven't gone over there and claimed your podcasts, 
Uh, now is the time. Get over there, get them, get involved. Yeah. Um, I found great use in it. And Daniel says, Podchaser support is coming to my podcast reviews tomorrow. Good. Well, there you Good. go. Yeah. That's how, you gotta yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah the guys, um, I forget, I want to say Cole, but that's not it. And it's not Kyle. It is Cole. And I had it right the first time. Cole Raven. Um, just showing you that, that your podcast is a recipe and not a, um, not a uh, statue. Uh, when I interviewed Cole, I, I it was right around Christmas, and I'd had this experience with my niece on how she got an old camera, and uh, different was better than better was basically what I came up with. She liked this this old camera because it was different, and I made that the title of that episode. And looking back, I'm like, what's gonna bring more SEO juice? Something with the word pod chaser in it, or sometimes different is better than better. And I was like, I'm going to change that title because it's not a bad title. It, it was more emotionally tied to me than the pod chaser thing. But uh, yeah, I was like, I, I, cause I was, I typed in pod chaser cause I was looking for that interview and it didn't come up. And I was like, how is that? And then I saw, Oh, well, cause your title doesn't mention pod chaser, but uh, yeah, Ross says pod chaser is like the LinkedIn for podcasters. It is pretty cool. And they keep adding new stuff. They do. They oh, do. One other thing I need to mention, speaking of Daniel, if you go to, he said, putting the link in the show notes, and you can find all this stuff at School of Podcasting, at School of Podcasting, at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 283. Um, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash MPR, uh, Daniel was on my show uh, in February, and there's a special deal going on till the end of February, which if you check the calendar is today. So if you want to get that uh, that deal, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash MPR. And uh, if I remember, you get a free month. Daniel, help me. It's been a long time since then. Uh, I think that's it. To kick the tires. And that's a really cool service because you can, uh, through March 7th. Okay. Uh, gear pricing. A year ago, we have a question here about gear. He's extended that to March 7th. Very cool. Um, thank you, Daniel. Um, a year ago, a Behringer UMC 4040 HD was routinely a hundred dollars in November. It was 130. Now it's 175. Yep. It's the old, uh, well, it's like the ATR 2100. I mean, when these things came out, they were what? 40 bucks. Yeah. And now they're, them. and now they're 80. I'm waiting for Samson yeah. to, uh, to, to raise the price on this. This bad boy's 52 bucks. They came out with, um, <coughs> a, uh, Oh, a bi- that's all right. A big, fill, fill a, for you here. A, a big fat, uh, a big fat black mic. You know how we love the big fat black mic, whether it's a roadcaster or whatever. <laughs> they came out with one and I had three people talking. They had it at uh podcast movement and we all talked into the Q2U and then we talked into the big black mic and we all kind of went, um, we walked away from the booth before we said it, but we we're like, I kind of like the Q2U better. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's, good, Mike. It is. Uh, it's, it's pretty handy. And it's 50, I think, right now on, on Amazon here in the U.S. It was 52 when I did my webinar last week. And the uh, the ATR2100 was, I think, 74. Yeah, 50, 55 right now. I, I, um, the, we, we bought, I needed three new mics at work. And typically, I always bought the ATR2100. But this time, I went Samsung. So, um, yeah, the bi- it, it, I bought three of them. Yeah. The big difference is the lifetime warranty. Yeah. But, yes. um, I didn't see this. Zach says, did you guys see the updates to the 2100 with a USB C? No, I've not seen that. So that's, that's new. Um, but interesting. 
Yeah, I'm to the point where the USB feature isn't as helpful. You know, like it's just not a, it's not. A, and if I were to do it again, and I was shipping mics around, um, that's really, really, that's really where it became handy. So when we had the uh, the twenty one hundreds and we were shipping mics to people, that lifetime warranty really mattered. We've kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. Most people have a headset or. I interviewed a gal who had the AirPods, the new AirPods, and they lasted, you know, we were on for an hour and a half and they lasted the full hour and a half. They sounded good. I wouldn't say they sounded great. I think they sounded adequate, like for a guest would not want to host using the microphone off of the, off the AirPods, uh, just not good enough. But we've stopped shipping mics. And so I think now, um, you know, in, in my case, we can, we can, the warranty isn't as, as big of a deal anymore. Um, well, Dan- Daniel says the uh, ATR2100 USB is no longer available and the ATR21X USB is now oh, for 99 that's bucks. That's what the X stands for. I was looking the other day and I was, I was walking somebody through this and I saw these this 2100 X and I was like, 20 X. What does that mean? So now we know. And then, uh, Jim, can you comment on this? USB C is sturdy compared to mini USB. Like that's, that's my whole thing. I'm like, what's the big deal with USB C besides it's tinier and harder to get the, you know, it's easier. It's doesn't, it's not a, it's not, you can, you can flip it in uh, either way. Either way works. I don't know if I would use the word sturdier. Like it's a pretty small, um, it's a pretty small component I, I, on the back of the 2100s. The problem isn't the plug. The problem was where they soldered it and the way they soldered it on that mic. And if you had it plugged in and you just hit that, that cable just right, it would snap the solder just in a second. We yeah. had two or three do that. People love to keep them plugged in and then they would roll it. <laughs> like it would cause my skin to crawl to watch somebody roll that cable yeah. around still plugged in. Um, so we lost a few that way where it broke the solder. I, by the way, I never claimed those as warranty because I knew that was our fault. Like you can't, you can't ship it with the cable, with the cable plugged into it. So I don't know if I would say, if I would necessarily use the word sturdy, I think USB-C is becoming really, really common everywhere. So I think that kind of makes sense to like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Let's update that thing. That was a pretty old connection back there. And so yeah, yeah. It's, it probably makes sense. Ross says the X stands for double the price, which is kind of true. <laughs> extra. Zach it has a extra. Yeah. Zach has a collector's item. He has the Knox podcast mic. I have, I had one of those I gave to my niece uh, that was a blatant ripoff of the 2100. I do want to go up and catch this one question from uh, Mystic Mac 413. Um, she was asking Daniel in the chat room, but you know, you have two guys here that will be happy to answer your question. Hence, ask the podcast coach. Um, but feel free to have your own show in the chat room. If I had, Podbean RSS feed to podcast mirror and change it to Libsyn. Um, does that change the podcast mirror RSS? Now that's here's, here's the thing with feeds. If you're not fully understanding what you're doing, be very, very careful. I had a guy this week that uh, basically put in a three Oh one redirect to nothing. Like he directed his, his feed to an RSS feed that doesn't exist. And he pretty much lost his audience. And I hate see, I'm like, no, why did you do that? Ugh. So what you'd want to do is if you want to move from Podbean to Libsyn, you would contact support at Libsyn.com. Say, hey, I want to move from Podbean. And here's my RSS feed from Podbean. We will then clone your show in Libsyn. And then you would redirect Podbean to look at 
either Libsyn or if you wanted to, you could put the now Libsyn feed, which is the most up-to-date feed in Podmere and redirect Podbean to look at Podmere, which is looking at Libsyn. I personally think Pod, I, I use Podbean, Podbean. I use Podcast Mirror if I'm either A, using PowerPress for my feed or B, I'm using a media host that I know I'm probably going to leave because it does make it easier to, to swap your feed. So either A, redirect Podbean to look at Podmere and then import your feed to Libsyn and then update Podmere to look at Libsyn. But it gets a little crazy. Just be, my point is just be very, very careful because when there are, there's minor surgery, which is changing your artwork, changing your description. And then there's major surgery that can kill you if you redirect your feed wrong. And I I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm sensationalizing it, making it uber scary. But like I said, I saw a guy this week that just went, I don't know. I just did this and that and put that in there and hit go. And I was like, "Eh." and he's like, how do I get it back? And I go, you can't unless you want to go buy that domain that doesn't exist. It was kind of like, Oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that. And they were just playing with stuff and they, they didn't realize. So your feed is the blood of your podcast. So don't, don't, you know, am I being too sensational Jim for that? No, no, I think it's, I think that's a very, a very valid point. You want, you want to be very, very careful Yeah. Um, on the, on real quick, we're yeah. continuing to have a conversation on CTR. Okay. By the way, the AT2005, which is the black version of yeah. the 2100, still available in its old USB form. So nice. if you had a bunch that you still wanted to use that form, you could. Uh, the new ATR2100X looks pretty nice. And Ooh. I'm sure it's made the jump uh, because of Apple, right? In, in, in Apple's really USB-C for everything. Now at this point, my um, the Windows side of things has taken a long time to get USB-C. It is... I think we are just seeing our initial surface pros from Microsoft come out with USB-C. So that has been a standard that is not done as well on the windows side uh, of things. Uh, the Android for sure uh, is getting some of those, but um, th- that's mox nicks. So you can either the AT 2005 for the old, if you want to stay that way, the, yeah, you're right. 99 bucks for the 2100 X, which I think this is their, this is them raising, (laughs) raising the bottom. I think they realized, Hey, when we sold these things for 35 bucks, it's really going to be hard to sell them for a hundred bucks. And I think that's really where they want to be. They want to sell these things for a hundred dollars. They're still shipping it with a completely unusable stand, which is helpful. That stand is freaking worthless. Yeah, it's absolutely, that's even more (laughs) worthless than the previous one. I think it's awful. Those are awful. That screw will strip out in about five uses. Yeah. (laughs) So don't, don't, uh, do not. I wonder if they still yeah. like. I see they have the blue light there. Do they have? Ooh, no. I hope. I hope this thing at the bottom is the volume knob. Do they have a well, picture go, of the bottom of the, it? They show the end. Uh, maybe they don't. I thought they showed the end here. No, no not a, a real, at least not on Amazon. That's a real miss. It does kind of look like hover over the bottom of the. Go up and hover over the bottom. Yeah. See how that is uh, that screw there and. Yeah. It does look like maybe that is a clip that pulls off to get to the actual components on the inside. That was a, that was jankety. If you ever wanted to pull the thing apart, it was a little jankety. There's a little tiny screw in the back end of the, of these back in here to, to service them. There wasn't much you could do when we broke the solder. I had somebody try to, to fix that solder and it never really worked. Well, that's going to be the question then. If, if this is the, if I have USB-C on both ends and I don't have USB-C on my laptop, well, go to go down one. Okay, they're also they're also providing. That. I was going to say you've got to provide the which kind of doesn't make sense in some ways because now you have the the additional cost and those cables cost like 
you know, they're Chinese, so they cost 34 cents, but right. you have the additional cable that's in there as well. Have you, have you, if you're looking for a USB, if you hate the fact that your USB does not have an on off switch, uh, I was watching Bandrew over at uh, Podcastage and he reviewed this thing. He loves it. It's the Motu M2. He was saying it was one of the best uh, USB interfaces because A, it has actual level meters. Uh, and on the back, uh, on the back, on the back, there it is. You actually have an on-off switch, and it's USB-C. So he was he was raving about this thing, and I was like, hmm, interesting. It's a little more expensive than like the Focusrite uh, or the Behringer, but if you're dying for actual meters, and uh, you uh, you know you want um, an on-off switch. That's the way to go. And that's, how, much, how much is that? That is one sixty nine. Where the focus right, I want to say, is one forty nine for the two i two. Uh, and which one would you go? I typically, you know, focus right is a sponsor of mine. Yeah, yeah. I would say focus right all the way. <laughs> all um, the way. Yeah, I, I as always, I think either one's probably a fine choice. But if you were dying for an on off switch and you wanted levels, because focus right makes it easy. You you turn it up until it turns green, and when it turns red, you go that's too loud. And for some people, I would recommend that hand over fist because it's super easy. But for the more geeky audio person that actually wants a meter, although there aren't any numbers on those meters when you see that, it's kind of the same thing. You go up till it turns red. But uh, I'd never heard of of Moto until Bandrew had this, and he was just raving about it. And he was doing his whole thing where he measures the noise floor and yeah. that whole nine yards. So I'm uh, I'm using one of these at work now. I'm using the Behringer version, so I think it's seventy nine. Yeah. Uh, for it. Um, good enough for what I'm doing. And I find it really, really helpful is I had to consolidate the studio down to my office and I had this big honking uh, Mackie F- Pro FX, FX Pro 12. So I had a big mixer. I don't want that necessarily sitting on my desk. Uh, um, that, those work really, really well. I, I have a new appreciation for those audio devices now, as opposed to, I always just said, why don't you just go with a mixer? You know, you can see mine over my right, sh- yeah, right shoulder here. And um, I, I'm still a fan of them, but man, having these little audio interfaces yeah. is pretty sweet. I almost don't recommend sure. mixers anymore. Not that they're bad. I just, I've seen too many people when they see all the knobs on a mixer go, yee. Um, Bangs is saying the, the Motu, it records loopback audio, which Mm. means you can record, uh, two mics to the PC. It's very low noise and Motu is a high-end audio company. Cool. Um, it's a, in fact, it's a big, big audio company and they make high-end gear. So there you go. I've, I've been schooled on that. Um, how we do, oh, wow. Okay. We'll squeak this one here before we go to the pre-show. Uh, that's coach Dave. I recognize that guy. I'm hosting my feed with PowerPress. And change my WordPress hosting service from GoDaddy to SiteGround in this case. What should I be thinking about um, making sure my feed is not disrupted? Basically, you have to make sure that SiteGround is exactly cloned to your site from GoDaddy. So that when, if you think about it, well, here, I have two examples. Let's talk blood pressure, shall we? Here's my blood pressure, uh, my old one, and here's my new one. It looks exactly the same. So here's your GoDaddy, and you're like, cool. And then you go, hey, SiteGround, um, you know, do this. Well, right now my camera's looking at my GoDaddy one. So I've got the clone ready to go. So that as soon as I say, hey, update my domain name to look at SiteGround, it go, it looks like this. It's the exact same thing, 
but it's a different service. What I always do if you can is have them clone it. And then I will go back to like one post and like add a period to the end of a sentence. So like there's two, so I can tell the difference between the two. Like when I see the two periods, I'm like, Oh, that's the GoDaddy one. And then they go, and then you update the RSS feed or the domain name and all the, you know, that stuff, your, your IP address, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you go to that posting, like, Oh, there's only one. That's the, that's the site ground one. So I always make one change to the old host so I can tell when it's officially switched. Jim, am I missing anything on that? that- no, I think it's right. I, my, my advice is hire somebody to help you. Yeah. <laughs> In this one. It, it, it helps to have a second set of eyes and somebody who's done this before. So it's, it's complicated to say the least that, that when is move, when you're moving, it's complicated. That is great advice. There are times when I'm troubleshooting stuff at Libsyn and I know the answer is right in front of me and I'm like, okay, I've checked this. I've checked that. I've checked this. And I'll just go to one of the other team members. I'm like, I need a new set of eyes. Somebody look at yeah. this. There's what I've done. And they'll go, Oh, it was in the advanced settings under such and such. And you just go, why didn't I see that? Well, even in, like in the chat room here today, you know, we're talking about that mic in, in that clip on the end. It's got a little screw that's yeah. the screw still pulls it out. Well, and, and uh, I want to make sure I get the name right. So um, uh, Andres says, Hey, I think that's for the clip for the XLR. And you're like, Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Right? And so sometimes having a second set of eyes on things is, is really, really helpful. You're migrating sites. This is where it's good to pay somebody to help you. Yeah. So, Jim, what is coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, so we were, we're talking a bunch about Gigabit Ethernet over the last couple of weeks. And so Kevin Schoonover comes on. He's a, a, a longtime listener and talks about his migration or his options of moving on to Gigabit Ethernet. So if you're kind of into that and some home networking stuff, it's posted now out at TheAverageGuy.tv. And on the School of Podcasting, I have no clue. I have, a, uh, <laughs> I have an Evernote a notebook full of ideas. I need to look at them, but there's nothing off the top of my head right now. It's kind of weird when you when you travel so much. You, you I kind of work on an as needed basis. So right now I'm focused on Podfest, and when all the Podfest stuff is over, which I'm doing today, I'm going to move on on Sunday to what's going to be on the School of Podcasting. But uh, if you're here live, stick around. Thanks to the show the showroom the showroom. Sure, that's yeah. what they are. It's the showroom. It's the chat room. Uh, stick around and uh, we'll be doing some post show and um, yeah thanks for uh, it's always interesting I, who knew that Motu does high super high quality audio stuff now I want to go buy something so thanks Bangs you just cost me $169 totally. it's all hey, his thanks fault thanks to the chat room for coming back as well I yeah. mean, we've been gone for three weeks This is if anybody was going to leave it'd be these guys thanks for coming back alright stick around for some post show